Counted all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So glad that you're here this morning in the same room with me, but also all of you at home. Um, I pray that you are ready for this. If you'll get your Bibles out, turn with me to the book of James. We're still there, slowly but surely. Um, and we're going to be in James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8 uh, today. So we're moving on. So James is a- an amazing book to... Because James' perspective is, look, I know you're a believer. I pray that you're a believer. You have your salvation in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. What are you going to do with it now? Um, and so I've, this whole time, however long this is going to take, five, ten years, um, James has the instructions for a true and practical faith. Uh, so we have this faith. We have this belief. We say that we believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Now, what? how does that affect our life? How does that affect our speech? You know, every aspect of who we are, how are we going to live that out in a practical and true way? So today we're in, in verses 5 through 8, and I wrote it a little recap, so I'm going to just read it to you because I worked on memorizing it, and I don't want to mess it up. Um, so back in verse 1, it talked about, count it all joy, my brothers. So let me go from there. It says in... Tra- I, this is what I wrote down. It's not in scripture. I mean, it is scripturally based or you picked the wrong guy. <laughs> um, so it says in trials, we can face them with joy because in faith, we know that God is using them to build up our endurance to prepare us for what's coming next. With that kind of faith and endurance, we gain wisdom. And that's where we are today. Wisdom in how to navigate through life. But sometimes we forget Sometimes life gets overwhelming and we're like, wisdom, what? Like, you know, what? Yeah, I'm having troubles here. God help me out. And that's exactly what James says is, look, when, when trials come and we've built up this endurance, but a new curveball comes and we're stuck, it's like, God, I don't, I don't know how to get out of this. Give me your wisdom because I'm lacking it completely right now. James says, just ask. And so that's where we're going to be on today, that today's sermon is true faith endures trials and tribulations with wisdom from God. Uh, so we dealt with joy, we dealt with steadfastness, and today is on wisdom. So verse 4 talked about that God's plan for our life is for us to be complete and perfect. Um, and that can only happen when our salvation is complete, when we have finished the race, uh, when we are face-to-face with God uh, celebrating in heaven. So that's our goal. And it's not like we just kind of accept Christ and live life until we get to heaven where all of that's complete. God wants to do a work in us. God wants to build up the endurance. God wants to grow our faith. Because the more we discover about God in his word, uh, in worship, in Bible studies, we can't help but fall more in love with him. And the more we fall in love with God, the more we're going to grow. Um, I pray that in any relationship with, that you have, that you're growing to love that person more, um, especially our marriages. So that's where we are. But, but James still realizes reality 
that sometimes we hit a roadblock and we're like, God, I don't know how to get out of this. And so we're looking at at wisdom. And let me read to you 1 verses 5 through 8 of James. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So wisdom, wisdom here is having experience and knowledge and good judgment. So you've experienced some trials, you've experienced some things in your life, you've got some knowledge of how that works, and now with good judgment, you're, you're able to wisely maneuver through a situation. Um, and that's what this wisdom, it's, it's a wisdom from God. Um, and we're going to see as we go through James that James was, even throughout this book, you're going to see elements of Proverbs and the Sermon on the Mount. So Proverbs speaks a lot about wisdom, and that's where James is getting a lot of his knowledge and understanding and wisdom, is is knowing that this is important an important part of who we are as Christians is that we get a wisdom from God to help us. On top of everything, all the other pieces, God puts it together for us. And as we navigate through life, that we have wisdom. Um, it is using, it's the right use of knowledge. It's more than just head knowledge. It's, it's something that we can actually apply. How many of you know someone who is really, really smart, but not so wise? Okay, don't look around. No looking to your family members. Or friends, okay? Um, and, and so as we gain an experience, we get wisdom, all right? I don't think I'm the wisest parent of all time, but I've got experience, okay? I've got some knowledge. Knowledge came pre-babies, okay? As soon as you, your wife, um, finds out she's pregnant, um, especially in the church community, you hear all the stories. Well, here's how your pregnancy is gonna be. Here's what it's like to have children. What a blessing. Um, not all the time, but most of the time, right? Um, you go to Lamaze class. They don't even call it Lamaze anymore, do they? Whatever they call it. They teach you how to, to uh, put diapers on, how to take care of a baby, how to push and breathe. and all. So you get all the knowledge part, and then you get to experience, which is a whole nother ball of wax. Um, and here we are, Tyler's 24. Um, and so we've had a few years of experience. If you need any wisdom, just come to Pastor Randy. I gotcha. Maybe. Uh, but, but that's what wisdom is, gaining the knowledge. Um, the diaper thing, by the way, is they don't prepare you, truly. Okay? It's one thing to change other people's, you know, their children's diapers. But when it's your own, no one warned me about the very first, um, not allowed to say poop, I don't think, oh, too late. That first diaper is the weirdest looking color, texture, whatever I've ever experienced in my life. They didn't tell me about that in class, so I do experience it. I've now gained wisdom for the second and third boy to, all right, I'm ready for this one now. Um, and by Cameron, I was one-handing diaper, diaper um, changes, and yeah, I had it down. But But here in our spiritual life, there's times that we 
enter into a relationship with, with God and we're like, ah, God's got this. My life's going to be great. First curveball comes. And you're like, whoa, I wasn't ready for this. Um, but then the next one comes. And you're like, all right, you know, let me let me try to figure this out with God. And that's where this this wisdom is coming about uh, that we're talking with and dealing with today. Is is it, it's experiencing our faith through trials and this endurance that God's building up and seeing Him at work. And knowing that Jesus Christ is there and we are in him working on this together, our wisdom grows. But we're still incomplete. We're still human. And sometimes we're like, all right, God, I need a little bit more. Um, and why is wisdom important? And this really hit me and it convicted me. Because if I go to someone that I know who is sick, who is dealing with a situation, I pray for peace. I pay, pray for deliverance. You know, I pray for strength to get, which are all amazing things to pray. I don't remember the last time that someone was facing a trial and I said, you know what? I'm praying for wisdom for you. Because wisdom then is like, wait, I'm going to be now stuck in this situation and I've got to figure this out with God. But that's what James is saying. It, that we're, we can pray and sometimes God will answer to deliver us from a situation. And it's gone. Other times, many times, we pray we're not delivered from that situation. We do need his strength. We do need his peace and his grace. And it's through the wisdom and continued experience of God in all of these trials. So I'm, I wrote that down for myself the next time. So if you're in the hospital and I come to pray with you and I don't mention wisdom, you can, you have the right to call me out on that. Okay. Um, but wisdom and trials goes hand in hand with endurance because we talked about endurance and steadfastness are the times that we've seen God. We've seen Christ Jesus um, and his work in our life. We've seen the Holy Spirit at work in our life to where we know that he's there and we continue to stop to be still and to see him. And so wisdom as we go through that, we know that that goes hand in hand with endurance. Faith is more than head knowledge. It comes from a faith lived out. Um, and that's what James is talking about this whole time. We've got to live out our faith. We've got to think out our faith. We've got to believe and, and have this faith that is only from God. And that wisdom from God is is amazing, as all things from God are. Can you get wisdom from, from earthly experiences? Absolutely. Uh, there are many wise men and women in this world who got wisdom from earthly, uh, earthly experience and earthly knowledge. But this wisdom from God, a little sneak peek up in James chapter 3, um, verse 17, describes God's wisdom, that it is pure, Peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, free from partiality and insincerity. And we'll get to that someday. But here's a picture of God's wisdom. So it's more than just this experience and, all right, God's that you're there. No, this wisdom is a gift from God. Um, so look at this next part of the passage that James says, if we feel like our wisdom tank is empty, if we feel like we can't handle the situation, just ask. Um, that we know that, that 
If we are lacking in wisdom, just ask God. And God's going to give generously. Uh, and as we come in faith, we know that we can, we can ask God and he's going to give us wisdom. By the way, not just a one-time dose. Um, it is continually, repeatedly we can come to God for wisdom. And it suggests that this wisdom isn't acquired by reading. It isn't acquired by studying. It's truly going to God specifically for this gift of wisdom in this trial or situation that we're in. And it's, it's by prayer. It's asking. How is our prayer life truly? Is it more than just praying and thanking God for our food? Are we truly seeking after God and who he is and what plans he has for us? And a lot of times we may not feel worthy enough to go to him. You know, God helped me in this situation. You know, is he really going to help me out again with, with more wisdom and guidance for this next one? But look at God's reaction. When we come to him and ask, lacking in wisdom, his response to our request is in generosity and without reproach. So generously, God's disposition to give generously and all men liberally. So everyone and liberally is, is, you know, he's just handing it out. Um, that's why we need a lot of candy, by the way, for trunk or trees. So we can liberally hand out candy, uh, to those around us. But he, think of how much greater the gift of God's wisdom is to us to, that he just gives without, um, any motivation. And that word in Greek, haplos, is liberally, but also means simply, simplicity. It's a simple gift. There are no strings attached. There are no steps to work through. There is not a process to work. It is a simple gift of wisdom that God gives us. Um, that's how much God loves us. And also without reproach. Okay, God isn't saying, well, you know, I gave you some last time and you kind of messed it up a little bit. And so I'm a little hesitant to give you some more, right? Is that our God? No. Um, King James Version uses, instead of reproach, um, upbraid. And upbraid means to find with fault or to blame or to scold. How many of you were terrified to go to your parents for something because you knew you were going to get the lecture before you got what what was requested, right? I'll, I see all the kids kind of nodding a little bit. Um and so God doesn't ask us, okay, well, you know, give me an account of what you did with the last amount of wisdom I gave you. No, he gives it to us. Um, I grew up in Lompoc, California, on the top of a hill. Okay, our, our street was on a hill. It was an amazing situation because we didn't have internet and all the screen time. You know, our screen time was the, only the big TV, the big console TV in our living room. So we were out all the time riding our bikes, skateboarding. And so a hill with, you know, elementary age, junior high, high school, that was a blast. Um, but I had a bicycle that I loved. It was my one I, j- I did all the jumps with. Didn't And no suspension stuff, by the way. What was that? This is old school. But a friend of mine came over and he wanted to try my bike out. Um, I didn't have it for, for very long, but I'm like, okay, I'll let you, let you ride my bike. So he went down the hill a couple of times. Well, then 
And I don't remember if there was a jump involved, but he goes down and somehow loses control and smashes into the front of a parked car. Okay? I was ticked off, right? I should have been a little more concerned, but I was like, you wrecked my bicycle. (laughs) Like, you're never touching any of my stuff ever again. Okay, then I'm sure he was okay. You know, if he broke a bone, that's one thing, but... But here I am, like, you, I gave you an opportunity to use my bike, and you wrecked my bike. Um, I'm not ever letting you do that again. Do you know how many times that I've wrecked something that God's given me? What about us? Have we messed some things up that we knew came from God that we just weren't great stewards of? The next time it comes to ask God for anything, are we a little hesitant because we're like, I really messed up last time, God. I'm asking for you, um, asking this from you now. That's not God's attitude. Okay, He knows. He knows the times that we mess up. He knew that from the beginning of time. So here is a situation that God's liberally, simply giving us this gift of wisdom to help us take our faith and endurance and work through these situations. And God doesn't remind us of our unworthiness. God doesn't say, I know you're just going to misuse it, or worse, just give it back. That one I had to underline and bold again. Because how many times, and maybe it's just me, but how many times in a situation I have full faith, I know that God is going to do this, full-heartedly praying my heart out, God, you've got this, and then like a day later, I kind of take it back. Like, no, now I'm stressing about this. How many times have we asked God for something, and in this case, wisdom for a situation, for us to stop and, and to listen, and we're like kind of taking it back a little bit? Is it probably just me? I'm sure. But but God gives liberally and and simply this gift of wisdom to help us maneuver through all of this. And then here's a phrase, and it will be given him. There's no no note of absolute... Or there is a note of absolute certainty in these words. There's not the slightest suggestion that it's a chance or maybe God will give it to us. No, James, again, going to the Sermon on the Mount, or having that influence um, from Matthew 7, 7. Here's a similar passage of the confidence that we have to go to the throne to ask God. And that is Matthew 7, 7, says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. What, again, this boldness that we get to go to the throne and ask God and have this this conversation with God, pleading and, and asking for things that we need. This is a relationship that we have with Jesus. Jesus at work in our life, not just our Savior for our ticket to heaven, but continued work and molding and shaping for us to look more like him and the Holy Spirit at work in our life. And let me have you finish this phrase. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay, that is God's ultimate plan for us, is a complete and perfect faith lacking in nothing. Um, and so when we are desperate and we are continuing to try to grow in our faith, we aren't fully complete. We are still lacking a lot of stuff. Uh, do we have all of God? Absolutely. 
but we're, our faith is still in process. And we can come to him with his arms wide open to us for us to receive his work in our life uh, and this wisdom. And so ask in faith, but no doubting. Okay, we, we can come to him because there is a little bit of a hindrance there. Although there is nothing in God that prevents him from giving wisdom to us, there is a barrier that may exist, and it is our faith. It is us doubting. And our faith must be more than just words. Uh, like I said, all through James, that's his, his idea, is that our faith is more than just saying that we believe. We've got to truly believe with all of our heart. And we've got to be confident in what God will give us as requested. Um, back to our prayer life. Do Are we truly praying with expectation? Do we truly go to God, if God's that willing, to allow us to come to him and ask for wisdom, do we truly ask him knowing and expecting him to give it to us? How expectant are our prayers? Um, I put out there, I, it went into the church prayer request um, email thread about my neighbor, Roland. Um, amazing guy. He and his wife, they just moved in about a year ago. He helps people out left and right. Um, and all of a sudden, I pulled in, uh, this was about a week ago, maybe close to two weeks ago, pull in and they're always waving to me every, you know, that's our exchange every single time. He's he's catty corner across the street. Pull up, and I see them there getting out of the car, nothing. No wave, no smile, and my something's a little off. I get out of the car. He's barely getting out of the car. So I run over there, and he shares with me that his cancer came back. There's a large tumor um, that was actually draining into his stomach. They gave him seven days to live. And this was four days later. Um, it crushed me. Um, and I said, can I please help you in? And I sat down with him. I prayed with him and his wife. And and I, you know, as a pastor, you're like, you know, I want to pray for healing, but what if he doesn't heal? Then they're going to be mad at me. And that those thoughts go through my head. Probably the only pastor that thinks that. But I'm like, no, I really want to pay, pray with confidence. And, and I kind of felt like I did. And, and we said goodbye and I, we exchanged numbers again. If they needed anything, I left the front door of their house, down the front step, down the, the driveway, and it's not a long driveway. And I felt convicted. I'm like, I did not pray expecting God to heal Roland. So I turned back around. No one was, no one else was there, but I'm like, God, heal this man. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you heal Roland. I wasn't going to God with expectation of healing. Can God heal him? Absolutely. Why are we not shooting for the best of that situation? Um, why are we not approaching the throne of God expectantly and, and saying, God, work? Um, now, Roland's still suffering. I went... Went back yesterday. He's been in the hospital again. They got the drainage stuff gone. They're prolonging his life. But that was two weeks ago. So he's already beat the seven days. He might pass today. He might pass next week. He might have another few years. 
But man, if we don't come to the throne of God expecting God to do something, we're missing a lot of stuff. Um, and our faith is going to continue to grow. But man, how amazing would that be for us to be more expectant? So here James is saying, look, you're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. There's joy that comes with that um, as we do it in faith. Um, as we endure and grow and trust God more, man, our wisdom grows because now we're, 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 we have the whole package here, let alone the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit at work in our life. It's, it's as much our work also. And from our work in our faith grows wisdom so that when more trials come, more amazing things in life come, we have this wisdom. That isn't lacking, and and I'm with you. I I am terrible at this, okay. But that's the process. We're not all the way there yet. Um, and James goes on to talk about being double-minded and unstable. And and here's another thing with this: the word for double-minded um, is debikos which also actually means double-souled. It's our heart. Um, is our heart fully all in with God? Not just our mind, not just saying the things, but our heart. Truly going after our commitment and faith in, in God and Jesus Christ at work in our life. Um, and so here we are with this, this picture of wisdom that we have from God that we continue to seek after all things, and we're not complete. Please hear me. Because faith can be frustrating. Our faith can be discouraging. Because there's times we wake up and we're like, all right, God, where are you? Like, I, I'm not sensing this. I'm not feeling this. And this picture of an open door, open throne, throne room to God, um, for access to him, asking expectantly because of what Christ Jesus did on the cross, for him crucified, allowing access to God the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit, doing an amazing work in our life. Um, what a great picture that we have in this situation of, of James saying, come, don't, don't be double-minded. Don't have your heart here and your heart there. Be all in in your relationship with God. Be all in in your faith. Be all in and allowing God to mold us and make us to be more like Christ Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way with us. Please close with me in prayer as we continue to walk through this, continue to see what our faith looks like, and just thank him for this amazing gift that he is giving us to come alongside him to live our faith out with him. Father, I thank you for this time that you've allowed us to have uh, to know that we have an amazing God, Father, that you are there. It's so much more than just making sure our sins are taken care of, making sure we believe Christ is our Savior and Lord, and making sure that we understand that his blood covered our sins and gave us access to you. Father, you're all in with us, and I pray that we are all in with you. Father, I pray that we get on our knees more than we ever have before. I pray that we come expecting and with expectancy, knowing that you have so much to give us. Father, as we continue to grow 
in the steadfast faith uh, that you give us opportunities to see you, to see you at work, for us to be still and to see your work in our life that, that then as more of life comes at us, uh, that we have this wisdom knowing that, man, we're there with you, you're with us, um, and that we have this amazing relationship. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for this church as we continue to be the light in this community, as we continue to be an encouragement to one another. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.